Welcome to MCC from the Capitol, a podcast by the Missouri Catholic Conference. We need to recognize that the faith is more important than our political party. In this episode, Bishop Sean McKnight describes what it means to be a faithful citizen. For us, freedom is not all about having a greater number of choices. It's all about having the choice to do what's right, to do the good. We invite you to listen along as our host and executive director, Jamie Morris, sits down with Bishop McKnight to discuss public policy issues from a Catholic perspective. We hope you enjoy this episode of MCC from the Capitol. Welcome to the Missouri Catholic Conference from the Capitol podcast, where we take a deeper look at the social and political issues facing Missouri and the Catholic Church and how those issues will impact public policy. I'm Jamie Morris, Executive Director of the MCC. As Catholics, we are called to bring the richness of our faith into the public square. The Catechism of the Catholic Church reminds us, quote, is necessary that all participate, each according to his position and role in promoting the common good. This obligation is inherent in the dignity of the human person. As far as possible, citizens should take an active part in public life. The Catholic bishops of the United States have previously issued the teaching document, Forming Consciences for Faithful Citizenship, to provide guidance to all Catholics who seek to exercise their rights and responsibilities as citizens. As we approach the November elections, how can Catholics form their consciences in order to better participate in public life? Joining me today to discuss this topic is Bishop Sean McKnight, Bishop of the Diocese of Jefferson City. Bishop McKnight, thank you for joining me today. It's great being with you, Jamie, and congratulations on your recent appointment as General Counsel and Executive Director of our conference. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Before we get sort of to the nuts and bolts of how Catholics are to form their consciences and consider their duties when voting, um, let's just get kind of the initial question out of the way. Mm -hmm. We know some people question whether it's even appropriate for the church to play a role in political life. I guess, why would you say, why is it important for Catholics to be engaged and to be active in politics? That's an interesting question because as a new, fairly new bishop, I have received uh, letters over the years, um, people complaining about me not being engaged enough, to, according to their liking, in politics. They want to hear more from me to speak directly about either political issues or political candidates. And then I get at the same time complaints about being too involved, as you were indicating in your question. And so it's a little bit of both. That's the trouble. And I think we Catholics need to think more intently about our role, the role of our faith first and foremost, and then what our faith teaches us informs us in terms of our civic obligations. And that would include voting and more than that, to being politically in engaged in the legal processes and so forth. So first of all, as a church, we're not a political organization. We're not a political party. And um, we exist in order to preach the kingdom of God. And as Catholics, we believe that means our celebration of the sacraments, our teaching of the faith, and uh, our example that we give in living a moral life, the life of virtue, the life of charity. So all of those are important. So our first obligation is to teach. And as the church, we present uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ, which at times indeed does have uh, some political consequences. We look at our master and our Lord, 
Jesus who preached the gospel in his day, and that got him into trouble because uh, politically, uh, both the Jewish authorities as well as the Roman authorities didn't really like what he was saying then. And look what happened. Not much has changed in 2,000 years, has it? <laughs> that's right. Well, and you know, in part, that's what should be happening. If the church is doing its role, it is making people uncomfortable. It is challenging people uh, to live differently than uh, without the life of grace. I would encourage my own Catholics uh, of my diocese to reflect about whether or not, do they identify themselves first as a Catholic or as a Democrat or as a Republican or whatever political party? Uh, I think instinctively we would all say, yeah, we're Catholic, but when it comes right down to it, do we really put the teachings of the Catholic Church first and foremost and let our faith inform our political decisions, our way of thinking about what is best in terms of law in society. So, so yeah, we are not a uh, political organization and there's a problem when uh, priests or others in authority in the church politicize either the pulpit or bulletin announcements and so forth. We've got to be very careful that we don't be uh, not only in reality, but even be perceived as being just merely a political entity. Sure. So what is the proper role of a Catholic in the political life? You as a bishop versus, you know, me as a lay person, we each have different responsibilities when it comes to the public life. You know, could you kind of explain those a little bit for us? Sure. Well, in fact, again, our faith teaches that there are different states in life and it is not the role of the clergy to be politically active. However, the church has always recognized that is the apostolate of the laity who are to be engaged in the world and to advance the values, uh, the gospel values that we share in a prudent way, living in a world that obviously isn't completely Catholic or even completely Christian. It's, it's a, a pluralistic society that we live in. So that's the rub, isn't it? It's when you've got to rely upon lay people uh, bishops and priests are not to be telling people how to vote. We are obliged to teach the faith and the principles, especially our Catholic social teaching, such that the laity can do their job better as Catholic voters, as Catholic politicians, Catholic judges, and, and the like. And really, that I mean, that's the crux of it, that we as Catholics are meant to form our own conscience such that when we go to the voting booth, you know, or, or we look at a public policy issue that, again, it's not you telling us what to do, but it's the church should be should be educating us and forming us so that when we get there, we know what to do, that we are able to make an informed decision. Correct? Yes, absolutely. And so there you go. Um, it's about a prudential decision making that has to and should be done according to one's faith and values, there is no reason for anyone to deny their Catholic faith in the public square or in the advancement of prudent laws. But there is a prudential decision that has to be made, and that's why it's not always clear-cut. And um, I don't take that responsibility on myself to identify what is the Catholic you know, um, a vote for this or that. Having said that, so... I'm also um, aware of a lot of surveys uh, that have been done over the years that show that Catholics tend to vote, at least nationally and especially in presidential elections, 
the Catholics tend to vote the way everybody else votes. I've always wondered, though, if we are truly Catholic, shouldn't we be appear a little different in terms of how we vote? I would think a good Catholic, first of all, is a good citizen. And a good Catholic would make a good Democrat. And a good Catholic would make a good Republican. And being a good Democrat or Republican as a Catholic would mean that you too are carrying on challenging uh, one's own even political party in terms of where there is a discrepancy between the Catholic faith and the political platforms or the positions that are taken by the party leaders. So it's a, it's a realm of prudential uh, decision-making, and we have to respect that it is not the role of the bishops to decide the winners and losers. Uh, it is the bishop's role to teach clearly what is the faith. And then we, we rely upon the laity to do their work and to do their job in implementing um, the values of our Catholic faith in a pluralistic world. Well, and I think you bring up an interesting point that I, I, I kind of want to circle back to in regards to, you know, challenging your own party. In some ways, the church could or should have some of the answers to the political polarization out there today, should it not? Be, for the exact reason is that, you know, we don't align perfectly with the Republican Party. We don't align perfectly with the Democrats. And is there an opportunity for Catholics help us kind of get past this this very partisan left-right situation, you know, that I, I think we're in right now in the country. Yes, indeed. And that's it. We need to, um, we need to recognize that the faith is more important than our political party. That's first. I think we need to have a recognition that both Republicans and, and Democrats, there are some commonalities with the Catholic faith with both parties but there are also differences. Remember too, that a political party is not going to save your soul. They don't even hold that out as, but uh, the church does. And the gospel of Jesus Christ is what saves. It's the person of Jesus Christ. So be always be faithful to him. And uh, it would be a mistake for a Catholic to overlook or just willfully deny uh, an aspect of Catholic teaching uh, in order to be in favor of one candidate or another or to vote for one issue over another, that's wrong. That's actually going against one's conscience. We, we need to be consistent. We need to be uh, an integrated Catholic. Uh, it's not something that we just keep behind locked doors of our churches or in our homes, but uh, the Catholic faith deserves to be seen in all its beauty in the way we live our lives and in the decisions we make. And this is maybe a, a little bit of a broad question, but, you know, how does a Catholic form their conscience? How, how would you recommend, you know, what steps can we take to make sure that, you know, when we go to vote that, that we are, you know, looking at things as Catholic first, partisan mm -hmm. second? Yes, we, well, first we, we, as you know, we put a lot of work into um, providing the teachings of the church and uh, the application of the faith to certain specific questions that are, you know, either before the legislature at any time or mm -hmm. uh, whatever is uh, being considered in the ballot box. So to inform yourself uh, of the full, the totality of those questions and not merely look at them in a transactional way is what will be best for me personally. But the Catholic faith teaches us you have to look at it more globally in terms of the common good. And is this, a, is this, would this be a good law? Uh, would this person be a good um, a candidate to represent 
and make good decisions uh, based upon the values that we have as Catholics. So to inform yourselves of uh, what is going on in uh, political life in our state, our city, in our country, uh, but also always to be informed with the faith. And that's an ongoing uh, really exercise there. It doesn't ever end. Being a person of prayer, of faithfully attending the sacraments, meditating, reading, and studying of scripture and uh, the catechism of the church. Those are all uh, general ways that we keep ourselves informed. But I would say most of all is to is to have a, a listening heart, to be open and to allow yourself to be changed uh, by God and by the faith and its teachings, especially those real hard questions where we don't, as individuals, we may not understand fully, uh, but to adopt an attitude of seeking to understand rather than just to reject outright. Um, so that that's a very important element of forming a, a good conscience. That as well as sometimes maybe if we as Catholics are seen as well, you know, not being strong enough on a certain issue or another. I think you hit on it too, is a lot of times it's, these aren't black and white decisions, they're prudential decisions, mm -hmm. and that we should be working through these issues. We, we mm -hmm. should be working through these hard scenarios where there may be competing interests. Uh, you know, the, not, not everything is going to be a black and white. And yeah, that is part of the discernment process, right? Absolutely. And we have to have a little bit, you know, uh, also a little bit of respect for other Catholics who may not see things prudentially the same way that we do. And that too, that little bit of tolerance is necessary to allow for, um, and, and without giving up one's position or one's viewpoint, one's own prudential judgment, you shouldn't refrain from advancing it or, or espousing it or trying to explain it to others. But the difference is, whether you're just demanding other people to agree with you or are you seeking their conversion, if you will? Are you seeking to really uh, get them to change their viewpoint according to how you see application of the faith in our present world? Uh, to have a dialogue is what we need, a conversation and not just a bunch of assertions. Sure. Because uh, that never works with convincing people. I've never found it to. As someone that works in, in politics and, and public life, I can guarantee you that that method does not work. Um, yeah. You will not get very far uh, just, mm -hmm. yeah, telling folks what they should be doing. But it's this view that, that you and I can disagree or anyone can disagree. And that doesn't make someone a mortal enemy. That doesn't mean someone's evil. Mm -hmm. it's, it's that these are complicated issues and, and it's not so easy. But it also points to that, and what I tell people a lot with, you know, when they find out, you know, what I do and that I work for the church, but it really is just an offshoot of evangelization in a lot of instances, mm -hmm. is you're still bringing the truth as a Catholic into the public sphere. But, you know, yeah, we have an agenda and, and, and we have views on certain things, but it's also helping folks to understand why is the church involved in these issues? Why do we have this point of view so that we can kind of engage in that dialogue? And mm -hmm. it really is evangelization, at least the, the longer I do it, it seems to be. And the more, the more difficult questions that we're facing in society, whether it's abortion, capital punishment, immigration, uh, you know, the Catholic faith does have something to say about all of them. And uh, there are different levels of importance given to different situations. So if a local uh, town or village is 
having a vote on whether or not they're going to allow um, Coca-Cola products or Pepsi products to be sold at a certain time or whatever. That is not as much of, a, of an issue for the Catholic Church as when we're talking about the life of an individual. Exactly. Well, and that, that leads to, I, I guess, my next topic is that the bishops of Missouri recently issued a statement on Amendment 3, the Recreational Marijuana Ballot Initiative, which would legalize recreational marijuana. And I think some people may question, you know, why would the bishops get involved in, in that type of issue? And, and so, you know, while I have you, you know, why did the bishops feel it necessary to issue a statement? Well, I can, I can certainly tell you it's not because we want people to be not happy. <laughs> we do want people to be happy. We also want people to be responsible uh, because that is a value. And that comes, the gospel of Jesus Christ tells us we're not only concerned about our own good, but of the common good. And when you're approached with having, this would this is something new. It's never been legal before. And uh, it's important that people are aware of the social costs uh, to having uh, this amendment, that we have to have that before our eyes, because uh, the notion that just allowing freely recreational use of marijuana is if there isn't isn't going to be a, any consequence to that, that's just putting your head in the sand. There, we've got data that shows that there are severe consequences to people, especially uh, people adolescents whose brains are still being formed, that there could be long term uh, effects to this. So. That's why it has to be based upon uh, the consequences. The good would need to outweigh the bad. And in our judgment as bishops, in looking at what we know of the, of the church's teaching and the gospel, and this specific issue is that our judgment is that it would be better not to do this. But we don't, if you notice in our statement, we don't excommunicate anybody who agrees with us. We understand there are going to be people who have different um, opinions on that. Their prudential judgment might be different than ours. Uh, but we are the ones who actually speak for the Catholic Church. There are a lot of people who like to, uh, a lot of people who are really good at pontificating. But as the Catholic um, belief, you know, our ecclesiology, our understanding of ourselves, it's its the bishops are the only ones who actually can speak for the church. And it is. It's a part of that teaching function that you're responsible, you know, for your flock and that you wouldn't be living out your vocation if, you know, you weren't educating us on these issues. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I think um, this is just one more opportunity I see of society in general is growing more to greater liberalization, a greater libertarian uh, viewpoint. But, you know, we as Catholics adhere to a different concept of freedom and liberty than, than those who espouse uh, those concepts in a merely civil or political way. For us, freedom is not all about having a greater number of choices. It's all about having the choice to do what's right, to do the good. And sometimes if you're given more opportunities for other things that are not good, that doesn't help. No. Um, so, so freedom should be, uh, we would encourage that people consider that this concept of liberty and freedom has to be in favor of the good. Very good. Well, as we get ready to head to the polls here in just a little over a month from the time we're recording, is there anything else you would like to leave our listeners with, um, you know, that we haven't covered for them to think about, to consider as they prepare for the upcoming elections? I would just hope uh, if they have, you know, those who have listened to this podcast, 
uh, would hear from me an encouragement to be engaged in, in the political processes of our, of our state and our country. Uh, we need, I need good Catholics involved in all the political parties to accomplish more. If the more our society were to adopt the gospel values of Jesus Christ, the better we would be. Amen to that. And uh, But the problem is, the way that conversion comes about is not just by law, it's by the conversion of hearts. So it's the job of the church, of the local parish community, to help form people to be good. And uh, that's the hope. And so I just hope uh, all Catholics and anyone else listening that you know, the more religious and the more involved you are in your church, the better Catholic you're going to be in the world. Yeah, no, exactly. We need more Catholics changing the political system and the parties, not the other way around. And I I think that is vitally important, at least in my view, from my work uh, in politics is is we need good Catholics out there. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, Bishop McKnight, for your time. I think this has been a very good discussion. And for those listening, um, please visit our website at mocatholic.org. You'll find all sorts of information on the issues we're taking a position on, on educational issues to, again, help you as you approach the ballot box in November. So again, on behalf of Bishop McKnight, I'm Jamie Morris, and thank you again for listening to NCC from the Capitol podcast. We'll hope you'll join us next time. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode from MCC from the Capitol. To hear more from the Missouri Catholic Conference, visit our website at mocatholic.org. That's mocatholic.org. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening app.